How to Love Your Podcast Producer with John Beethan. That would be me. And this is episode 93 on Kelly Bagley's Go Legal Yourself podcast, where we had a lot of fun. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host and legal friend, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of interviewing John Beethan. He is the president of ImaginePodcasting.com. And today's title of this episode is How to Love Your Podcast Producer. Super, super excited to have you on the show, John. Welcome. Well, thanks, Kelly, for having me. And why in the world would you title the episode that, How to Love Your Podcast Producer? Because I can't wait to share with everyone how much I love you and where we started from and where we are going, right? This this is a journey. This has been such an exciting journey, John. And, and I have to share that I haven't come across any other podcast producer that can even hold a candle to you. And I'm not just saying that because you produce golegalyourself.com. I'm saying it because it's true. Oh, thanks, Kelly. Yes, absolutely. We we work very hard at it. And now we have a team of 12 people, you know, and you spent some time with our our true voice method coach, Peggy Lebo, right? So how was what an angel? What an angel. Uh, Clearly, we've we've done a podcast with Peggy in the show notes. We're going to we're going to link it. We're going to link that podcast right to Peggy because people have to listen to it if they haven't already. Incredible. And you're just growing, too. But before we get into it, because I really want to get into it with you. Do you have an attorney joke to share with us? Yes, I have like five or six here. (laughs) Lay it on us. Okay, here we go. These are the one liners, first of all. So here we go. How does an attorney sleep? Well, first he lies on one side, then he lies on the other. The other. I love that one. I love that one. Have you heard yes. it, Pe- Kelly? I have. He's one of okay. my favorites. <laughs> okay. What's what's black and brown and looks good on a lawyer? What's that? A Doberman pincher. <laughs> oh, now you're getting into territory of what I really love. <laughs> Dog. Right. Your dogs. Nice. So what what does a lawyer get when you give him Viagra? What? Taller. <laughs> okay. Yes. What's the difference between a lawyer and a jellyfish? What is the difference? One is a spineless, poisonous blob. The other is a form of sea life. Exactly. Have you heard that one? I haven't, no. Okay, good. Wow, look at you sharing something new with me. Yeah, so this one I think you really like. A man went to a lawyer and asked what his fee was. $100 for three questions, answered the lawyer. Isn't that a little steep, said the man? Yes, said the lawyer. Now, what's your third question? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Clearly, we all love lawyers, right, John? Clearly. I love you. (laughs) I I, I do love lawyers, actually. I love attorneys, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. 
amidst of all the lawyers that we have here in the US, you know, there, there's definitely some fine lawyers that stand out. And, and um, mm -hmm. yes, we, we respect the profession. And especially when you have the best interest of your clients at heart, right? And, and not your pocketbook. So <laughs> and that would be yes. you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So, so I have I have one more. Yes. Oh, share. Okay, this is a, this is a long one, but it's a good one. An attorney was working late one night at his office when suddenly Satan appeared before him. The devil made him an offer. I will make it so you win every case that you try for the rest of your life. Your clients will worship you. Your colleagues will be in awe and you will make enormous amounts of money. But in return, you must give me your soul, your wife's soul, the souls of your children, your parents, grandparents, and those of all of your friends. The lawyer thought about it for a moment, then asked, but what's the catch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. that was a good one. That so was a good one. We wanted to insert at this point, for those of you that are listening and have a good lawyer joke, better than whatever we just said, if you go to golegalyourselfpodcast.com, there's a blue button down on the bottom right. Leave us your best joke or jokes, and you'll have to put in your name and email address. And for the first person that does this with a good joke, then Kelly, what are you going to do? I am going to mail them a signed copy of my best-selling book, Go Legal Yourself, second edition. Yes. The second edition is like quite the improvement to the first, isn't it? It absolutely is. Plus it comes with bonuses, right? So it comes with a website that you can access and download mm -hmm. templates, like real templates that lawyers use. For example, a business plan template that in itself costs hundreds of dollars. Plus mm -hmm. it comes with other checklists of must have contracts, especially for companies that are starting and growing. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I'm so, so proud of this book. I've gotten such great feedback from it, uh, John. It's, it truly is a straightforward Bible to how to start, run and grow your business the right way. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Excellent. So now you know why I titled the show, How to Love Your Podcast Producer, because look mm -hmm. what you just did. You're, you're bringing more traffic, right? You're, you're, you're actually getting people to interact with us. And in fact, we do have quite a bit of people interacting with us. Mm -hmm. They send me a, an email. You can contact me directly or you can contact me directly through the show. Make sure you download the app or, or listen to uh, your media, you well, you can listen to the show wherever you get your media from, right, John? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, wherever you get your audio. It was audio, like, yes, yeah, three three months ago, a little bit longer. Amazon, you know, basically made podcasts available everywhere on their platforms, and you know, it's continued to grow that way. So it's really just wherever you get your audio. And the other thing I should say is that Apple with the most recent um, upgrade to 14, uh, iOS 14, I think it is, is that they have removed the subscribe button and it now says follow because people were kind of misunderstanding that, well, if I subscribe, I got to pay something. So no. So it's now follow. Follow. There you go. 
There's another reason why you should love your podcast producer, because he makes your life very, very easy by staying on the cutting edge of what's happening. Talking about cutting edge, John, mm -hmm. you were into podcasting when the name podcasting was, wasn't even a thing. Share, right. share with us your, your background story. And so people will understand why I love you so much. Well, thank you. Well, I am a creative. I've worked in tech for a, quite a long time. It was 2004. And I was actually an outside consultant, um, IT consultant for Coca-Cola in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And one day I'm sitting in front of my computer in front of, I probably think the Netscape browser back then, that was the browser of choice. And what I saw on the screen sort of looked like one, if you've seen the matrix, the matrix code, it sort of looked <laughs> like that. And I noticed there was a little MP3 file reference, a reference to someplace to get an MP3. And I tracked it down and it was Dave Weiner, one of the creators of podcasting, having breakfast in a cafe in Florida with a friend of his. And I kind of went, what is this? And so I discovered it was basically the RSS2 specification. And that was 2004. And it was 2005. And I started really getting into it. I bought equipment and everything else. But it was 2005, the same year in August, when Steve Jobs announced it as podcasting that I was at a party and I met this guy, Jeffrey Milburn, an artist, and he had an art form called Omni Art. And this is gorgeous, beautiful, large installations that hang off walls. And it was just really pretty wild. And anyway, he told me the story about how he was in New York City at a New Year's Eve party one year, and everybody there was doing sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? right. Except for except for Jeffrey, who found himself sitting on a couch next to a guy named Andy Warhol. Now, Andy Warhol, for those of you that don't know who he is, started pop art, really. So that was the big thing there. But but Andy really believed that Jeffrey Jeffrey's art form was possibly the next big thing. So they started working together, and they started making art gifts for each other. Anyway, Andy went in for the hospital for some sort of exploratory surgery of some sort, and he ended up dying, leaving Jeffrey a bit stranded. And Jeffrey uh, took it to Madonna, took it to Sting and people like that, but nobody really was interested. And it was a fantastic story. So that was the reason I actually started producing podcasts. So we put, produced a podcast called the Omni Art Salon which Jeffrey, I taught him how to do it. So he continues to do it today. And last time I talked with Jeffrey, which was probably a good year ago, he'd have like 500 to 750,000 downloads on his show. Wow. So then there was uh, Yapaya Zen Center by, uh, created by Roshi jo uh, Joan Halifax. She was an anthropologist, became a Buddhist and ended up creating Yupaya Zen Center, and they had a Dharma talk on Wednesday nights, and somebody suggested I should uh, actually talk to them. So I, we started the Yupaya Zenner Wednesday night Dharma talks, which actually ended up being distributed in prisons for the prison programs. So you can tell me to shut up now, or I'll keep going. It's totally up to you, Kelly. <laughs> well, it, it, it's extremely interesting because, again, you were doing podcasting when nobody knew what it was. 
when right. when did it start becoming more popular? Around what year? Well, you know, the, the fact is that podcasting has had a steady growth since about 2005 of about 15% per year. Now, when you take 2005 and, you know, just let's just say it was 16 years ago that the math doesn't quite work out. But to answer the question, a lot of people think that the serial episodes, I don't know if you've heard of serial, but in NPR and people like that, that that's when it became really popular. And on one level, yes, there was a lot more awareness that came to it. But really, when it comes to downloads, it was people like Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan show that, you know, really got a lot of a people, a lot of people's attention. He was doing a daily show and he was doing advertising on it. And, uh, you know, it was very, very entertaining. So I think it was sometime around 2013, 2014, where things really started to uh, move in the right direction. And of course, with the pandemic, there was a whole lot of people that found themselves thinking that they, for a long time, they wanted to do a podcast and now found themselves with time to do so. Why would anyone want to have a podcast, John? I know it's a loaded question, but you are the perfect person to ask this question of why would anyone want a podcast? And then I have follow-up questions. I'm sure you do. You're an attorney. You better. <laughs> Do you have a gavel there? No, I'm probably not. Um, I, I have a crown since I am well, the queen I bet of business. You do. I certainly have a crown here. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, the number one reason, this is what I would say. I originally started like uh, Imagine Podcasting in July 2020 and kind of led with this, which is that we are hired by people that keep putting off starting their podcast because it seems complicated and expensive. But it, it did. It it does to most people because it's it, confusing. It, it's very confusing. Plus, it's oh my god, it's all technology based. I don't know how to do this. How long is it going to take? How how expensive is it? Who do right. I need to hire? All of these questions come into right. people's minds. Right. The second part of what we would say is, and what they really want is to start a profitable podcast and get their brand and message out there in a bigger way. But I will tell you this, I boiled it down to make it even simpler. All that is true. So um, I would say podcasting is not simple, but it's very confusing for most people. There's a lot of people that started podcasting less than a year ago, now teaching people how to do podcasting and really not <laughs> enough experience, you know? That, and, that's uh, like someone passing the bar and, and, you know, and, and putting their shingle out and saying, hey, we practice law now. Yeah. We, we're, 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 yeah, we're novices, but we're practicing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So here's how I boiled it down to directly answer your question. We help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand and message to be heard. The second part of that is, is that over time, podcasting builds long lasting, trusted relationships. And anybody that knows anything about business knows that it's all about relationships. So in podcasting, you don't have the distractions of, of screens popping up or any of that stuff at all. 
you know, you can listen with earbuds or not while you're cooking breakfast like I did this morning or going on a walk like I did this morning or at the gym or, you know, just, and it's one-on-one. The people, Kelly, that are listening to this episode right now, there's a lot of people listening, but not at the same time. So it's a really, it's a one-on-one, very intimate media. And I also tell people, I have an excellent creative director and he and his wife actually were responsible for the rebrand of the sci-fi channel a couple of years ago. So they know how to tell a story. And Sam uh, and I wrote a single page that is titled Why Podcast? And you can actually get that by going to imaginepodcasting.com. And on the top left in the menu, you'll say you'll see a link to Why We Podcast. So it's a real simple document. Um, it talks about it from the listener's perspective and a business perspective. So I encourage people to go get it. It's, it, it really explains it quite well. Perfect, perfect. Now, as far as podcasting, I see it, John, as a tool. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a very sharp, cutting-edge tool to promote one's business or mm-hmm. to promote one's brand or to mm-hmm. promote one's um, individual, like a personality, right? So you have personality brands and then you've got product or service brands as well. So people that are famous out there, celebrities, uh, people that are, are um, authors of well-known books, each and every one of them has some sort of podcast. And this is how mm-hmm. they interact with not just nationally, right, or domestically, but this is international. The reach is huge. So why yes. wouldn't anyone podcast? Um, like I said, you know, confused mostly. Um, you know, but here, here's the thing, you know, one thing I want to address um, about that which is we have a we have um, a client we're releasing her podcast uh, at the end of May here and we're in 2021 her name is Elena Elena Armio she is an executive leadership coach she is trained by accomplishment coaching which is a great organization she is in such demand and she can't possibly be everywhere that she started the podcast so that she could share herself more with the people that she couldn't normally talk with. So that's it. So it's podcasting solves problems in many, many, many different ways. Like for you, you are the queen of business law. But more important in my mind is that you are a kind of person that I want not only legally, you know, business in my corner, but somebody that I just cherish as a real deep friendship. You are freaking awesome at relationship. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, a, I've never seen an attorney like you before. I've, you know, I've worked with several, I used to help several attorneys, but you are, you're stellar. So, so for you, people listen to the podcast and they're going to get a sense for who you are as a person. And then when you, when the dogs bark, and then you, you right? mean the associates, you mean my associates, I'm sorry, the associates, my four-footed asso- they work really hard in the law office, John. I, I am sure they do. But <laughs> it, as you remember in the beginning, you know, it's like you kind of like brushed it off. I said, no, 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 no. What you want to do is let people know that you have associates, that you have these dogs, because exactly. what happens in that is that people will be listening to you 
who have dogs and love dogs. And then what happens? That you have a kind of rapport with them that had you not even mentioned the, your associates that you wouldn't normally have. So it's really important to be yourself. First of all, I'm very humbled by the words that you just shared with me. Thank you. I'm not normally a person that gets humbled, John. <laughs> just, just ask you or my husband, right? Just, just ask him. The other word that's not in my vocabulary is uh, modesty. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, we, we definitely have to do a podcast on dogs, like law yes. firm associates slash dogs. We have to. Now, Going back to interaction, right? The the experience that one gets from listening mm -hmm. to a podcast, like you just said, it is intimate. I also uh, we we have we release sidebars uh, yes. once every other week, and I've started uh, I've started talking to the individual directly, and since it is a legal show where we share straightforward legal tips mm -hmm. i i call them my legal beagles right so now i address the individual rather than the audience that's so impersonal and right. I, and, and again this is another reason why i love my podcast producer because mm, the the reason john anyone would want to work with you is uh, i don't have enough fingers to count why but i'm going to say the top top reasons why. One is you were ahead, ahead of podcasting before it was even a thing, which gives that in itself huge credibility. The other reason is you're on the cutting edge of what people want. What do they want to listen to? If I was listening to a podcast and somebody said to me, and you are my wonderful audience, you know, I feel like I'm sitting in a massive conference room in front of a speaker. I don't want that experience. I want someone to talk to me directly. And you mm -hmm. you shared, you trained me. You trained me how to speak to the individual. So mm -hmm. I say to them, welcome you, my legal beagle. You know, I'm getting goosies just saying that because yeah, it's that I... intimacy, right? And, yeah. and then you make life so easy you you automate things uh, that really reduces the stress level if you will on a podcaster and the list goes on and on john but no thanks as far as working with you what type of what type of client would be ideal to work with you okay so i have a particular passion for 14 years, let me just say, I have a particular passion for working with women. And the reason is 14 years ago, I'm not sure I want to tell the long story, but I became aware of how women were essentially displaced and um, disrespected through the stories that were told, the ancient stories that were told, okay? And also I should say that I was very close to my mother, had this real strong in intuitive connection. And so when it comes to the masculine and the feminine and all that stuff, I'm pretty well balanced, okay? So my ideal client is really 
any business that wants to eliminate competition or yeah, eliminate competition. I didn't say the competition. I said competition by elevating their brand and message to be heard. That competition could be with yourself because there's a lot of people going crazy about social media and Instagram and all this other stuff. But honest to God, you can sit in the morning at six o'clock with a cup of coffee in your bathrobe <laughs> and turn on and, the recorder and fluffy, and fluffy slippers and, and fluffy slippers with, I'm sure, little dog noses on them. Right, Kelly? <laughs> exactly. Or just have a dog sit on your toes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And uh, record your episodes, send them to us, and we just like do all the rest. So specifically the best ideal client for us is somebody that is coachable because we have a new client that we talked to yesterday that kind of, yeah, we've done some episodes. We're talking about this. The biggest mistake people made is make is talking about their business. What they really need to talk about is something that they are passionate about that may be a part of their business. So as an example, really good example, Starbucks years ago started a podcast and they all they talked about was their business and it fell flat on its face. A couple of years later, Trader Joe's launched a podcast. And what did they talk about? All the people that make Trader Joe's possible. People all over the world, some of the employees, they told stories. Okay. So, you know, the ideal client is somebody that, like I said before, that wants to eliminate competition and elevate their brand and message to be heard in storytelling. So we assist in all of that. We have a really great process for that. And there's like 12 people on the team and you know we have a podcast brand discovery process and then we have an excellent graphic brand designer. And, um, and then we have the voice coach, Peggy. And there's other people on the team, including a podcast strategist that is really an editor, but he's exceptionally good at crafting the podcast in terms of making it sound better, not just technically, but rearranging content and things like that. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a production on our end, but that's it's all the reason, John, sorry, I just had to inter interject. Sure. But that's another reason why someone that is considering, right. Even if it's a, a thought in the back of the mind, Oh, should I podcast? Ask yourself, should I podcast? If you ask yourself that question, that's the moment you reach out to John. Again, John has a full service in-house that helps you from creating the name, the branding that goes behind it, the storytelling that goes behind it, the, the production. Oh my goodness, the production, right? There's, there's just no way that you can sit there and do this all by yourself. There's just no way. So you have a full service that really does cater to someone that's thinking, should I have a podcast? That's the moment you call John. Mm -hmm. So let me say, Kelly, like right now for you, you schedule your guests. Um, we're probably changing, getting off Zoom, going to actually using StreamYard, what we're doing right now. Um, quality is much higher. But, you know, after that, I just go, we just go pick up the files and produce it. So all you got to do is do the scheduling, send that new link for, for the media release, yes. which asks them for their professional photo and a few other things. And uh, just have fun on your podcast, you know, with the fabulous people, you know, 
And uh, that's it. But let me tell you, there's another, I really want to answer the question for people to consider this. Some people think they got to have a million downloads. Some people think they have to have 10,000 downloads per episode, whatever it is. Let's just say you have a couple hundred downloads per episode, which is not rocking and rolling, but just ask yourself this question. And if you're doing a weekly podcast, when is the last time you were in front of a couple hundred people on a weekly basis? There's no driving. There's none of, there's no hotels. There's none of that stuff at all. But you're in front of a couple hundred people every single week. And maybe it takes you an hour or two. That's it. It's a no-brainer. Kind Johnny, of is, isn't no, it? Again, it's a tool. As technology has developed, it's making starting, growing, and running a business a lot more easier, right? You uh -huh. cannot be a jack or a jill of all trades. You just can't be. And if mm -hmm. you are, that means you haven't truly found your passion because I practice law, business law, in, you know, exceptionally, right? I, I love what I do. It's a passion of mine. And that's where I do great. If you ask me to go build a fence, yeah, I can do a good job, which, which my husband and I did right, during, during the pandemic shutdown last year. But, you know, it was fun. But am I passionate about it? No. Did I learn something? Yes. But what do I, what do I really, where do I bring value? Right? So yeah, exactly. If you bring value to someone based on what you do, you know, if you have information you want to share with the masses, if you want to get your voice out, that that seems to be new now too, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's um, especially with um, women in business, which is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. It's wonderful seeing women business owners just crushing it. And yep. then they also want a voice they probably thought they didn't have one before like you said 14 years ago right we uh, women's voices weren't quite prominent but now there's nothing stopping there nothing at all i'm sitting here in my office with my associates having a cup of coffee not in my bathrobe <laughs> <laughs> but having a conversation with you someone that i love so who wouldn't want to do this mm -hmm. going back to a really important question, John. What, what are the ingredients that make up a successful podcast? Before I answer the question, I want to state, personally myself, podcasting, and everybody I know that we help podcast uh, start podcasting say it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's almost as fun as four feet in bed, if you know what I mean. Well, hello. Hello. No, that will not be stricken. This is from a the PG show. Yeah, well, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So what makes a successful show is, uh, first of all, starting it, showing up, got to start. And a lot of people that, uh, you know, a lot of people that don't have a big budget start. Um, and, you know, the first couple of episodes are terrible and stuff. You know, that's going to happen. We reduce that uh, risk quite a bit, actually. But what makes a really good podcast is really, really consistent, a consistent theme, a consistent brand for the podcast, storytelling, 
that is interesting and valuable. There are podcasts that are really successful, that are interview shows, kind of like what we're doing. And they're successful because they they have just really great relationships with people like you do. And they're really, really interesting conversations. Like with, you know, like with you, it's like you just kind of blow out of the water the whole idea, the persona, what an attorney is. You know, that's why we do the the attorney jokes, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So a successful show, consistency is really, really important. Um, I think there's some imagery, the brand image, like your logo. It's like Rob Waltz, VP at Libsyn said, it's like one of the best he'd ever seen because it just stands out. So all those things kind of do make up for having a successful show. But what gets really right down to it, it's storytelling, it's valuable content, and um, sort of like that. And a lot of people ask, what you know, is there a sweet spot? Should it be 20 minutes? If the content's valuable, people will listen for hours and hours. You know, I think 30 minutes is kind of a nice sweet spot myself. It is because when people are out for a walk or they're driving from one meeting to another, usually they have about 30 minutes to spare in between. And they they turn up turn on to um you know, go legal yourself podcast. Dot com or they'll go to imaginepodcasting.com and and listen to some of these shows it's mm-hmm. all about again promoting your brand people recognize brands mm-hmm. right that's what they that's how you're going to get in front of competition like you said be consistent with your branding podcasting is a huge tool in your toolbox if you will for promoting uh, your brand and again, you're creating a relationship with with someone that you haven't met. You're reaching out to them and saying, hey, I'm here if you've got questions. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me. Email yeah. me. Connect with me. You know, and and you one of the most important ingredients of having a successful podcast, John, is again, loving your podcast producer. I cannot <laughs> say that enough. I truly cannot because and it's not coming from a biased opinion because I love you it's coming from truly an unbiased opinion and from a businesswoman right so I'm looking at this from a business perspective and when you go out into the world again it's not just you in your little town anymore anyone can hear your podcast and your voice around the world. So when you step out into the world, you want to step out on your best foot. Otherwise don't bother. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. And so just out there, just imagine this. You now have a sense for who I am. You have a, you actually have some sort of a rapport with me. You know, you may be thinking, well, I don't know what you're thinking, but (laughs) I'll share that with you offline. (laughs) If you have a podcast, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you go to imaginepodcasting.com and schedule a 45-minute exploratory call with and mentioned that I heard you on Kelly Bagley's Go Legal Yourself, well, then I'll know. We can sort of like dispense kind of with getting to know each other because or maybe I want to get to know you a little bit. I'll certainly ask you questions, but you already have the advantage. And this is what you know, because you've heard me. And this is one, one of the, the things that's powerful about podcasting. And I tell all of my hosts, 
that have the guests, like Kelly, you know, I send out an email to all the guests and say, here's the uh, code. It's an embed code. Put this on your website so people can hear you on Kelly's podcast. And what that does is people get a chance to hear you in the interview. And what once again, what it does is it's you now have some level of rapport with people. So when they pick up the phone to call you, they're calling you. They've already pre-qualified themselves because they've heard you. There you go. And they can do this for themselves too. Anyone, would you say, anyone that has a passion for what they do and they want to share that passion with the world, all you have to do is go to imaginepodcasting.com, mm -hmm. schedule your exploratory uh, meeting with you, Mm -hmm. And what what's the worst that could happen, right? What's the worst that could happen? The worst is that you've just missed out on a huge opportunity to promote yourself, to promote your business, to to promote your passion. Let's let's put it that way, to mm -hmm. promote your passion. When I first started podcasting, and <laughs> John, I'm not going to even tell someone to go back and listen to episode one, two, three, four, five, right? Oh, don't but, worry, they'll find it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'll find it. Don't worry. Thank you. And trust me on this one. If I can come from episode one, two, three, four, five to where we are now and having fun doing it, and anyone, and again, anyone that has a passion to share valuable information with the world, you can mm -hmm. do this. You can mm -hmm. do this, but you can do it with the right producer. That's what I did right from the beginning, John. I did it right. I hired you and you have looked after me and go legal yourself over, over the span of these years. You know, I feel like I've known you for 500 years, really. Sometimes <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I do feel that old. <laughs> Could you imagine during the cave time? Uh, years, right? How did they get their message out? If they wanted to send a note to a neighbor or someone across, you know, the, the, to another cave or across the pond, how, how long did that message take? And plus, didn't it get distorted, right? Because when you share something with someone <laughs> yeah. and say, can you share this with someone else? How much of that real message is that end person getting? Again, with podcasting, you're getting it straight from the mouth of the dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> what an excellent point. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I have really good to point. ask you, John, I have to ask you, when you are not producing podcasts mm -hmm. what do you do for fun well i love people so that, that clearly shows <laughs> oh yeah thanks um so a lot of times it'll be musical events last night i was at a friend's house in vista high up on a hill overlooking the valley and we just sat there and drank um, a couple of bourbons and it was just relaxing and just getting to know each other better and better you know chris Chris Ryan Video Productions, and you know Chris is a really, really good friend. So it's always going to be about the music. When I'm not doing business and stuff, it's about the music. My partner Stephanie, I'm in you know Southern California, Carlsbad. She's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We've been separated for 15 months by COVID. Drag. Well, we've both gotten our shots, and so um, 
pretty much all of my time is outside of business and work is is doing something good for myself in terms of going for walks and hikes on the beach, listening to music. I start every morning listening to music, but I just can't wait to see Stephanie, you know? So of she's going to come down here and we're going to create, um, you know, we ask, you know, what do you want to create together? So we're going to explore that. So that's kind of what's on top regarding answering the question when I'm not working. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, taking care of myself, listening to music and uh, spending time with friends and developing relationships. I think when the pandemic happened, I coined the phrase, wrote the phrase that connection and relationship is the vaccine against isolation. Perfect. And when I realized that, I just started picking up the phone, not texting, not emailing. But if I had their phone number, I called them. How are you doing? But you know what? I got to rewrite it to make sense after this pandemic's over, because I still think it's important to make connection in relationship. It always is. It always Mm -hmm. is. But. Mm -hmm. So when Stephanie does come down to yes. visit you, Brent and I are going to take you and Stephanie out to dinner. Oh, awesome. I know. Absolutely. And and that's another reason why you need to learn how to love your podcast producer, because mm-hmm. you will take him out <laughs> to dinner because he's doing such an incredible job for you. <laughs> Kelly, thank you. I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. We've got some great restaurants that are reopening again, right? So I'm yes. excited to explore those. But I, I don't want to end the 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 episode with you, John. I, I want to continue for another 52 minutes, right? And yeah, I well, I already have I have something minutes. in 10. So <laughs> I know. Kelly. Yes. There's a question you haven't asked me. And I, I really, you know, this is about you actually. And the question is, you know. I think it's like, had you had it to do it over something you may have learned or something like this is, so it was back in, let me think, 1987, where I had had some money and I started a software company, but God, I wish I had you in my vision then because I, I I would have invested in myself to help myself by basically engaging in your services. The legal structure and understanding the four legal cycles of the business is is critical. And I didn't have anybody. I, I knew attorneys. I actually, you know, did IT services for attorneys, but but nobody had that. So I had an opportunity to do something over. And I'm just telling people out there, if you're starting a business, if you're doing a startup, please contact Kelly and find out what's required to get started right. Cause it'll make a huge difference and keep your butt out of trouble because <laughs> trouble will find you. It always does. Especially when you're in business, it always does. Well, thank you for that, John. I think back then I was in nappies, but I, if I wasn't, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> you were in what is nappies. <laughs> what's a nappy? It's a, a diaper. Nappies. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! You I'm just dated around me. In that. I yeah, just dated I'm myself. Not young. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when when people say, "Oh, back in 1987," I usually say, "Well, I wasn't even born then." <laughs> <laughs> right. Or when people say, "Oh, it was the year of 1632," then I usually say, "Oh, it was about three then." <laughs> <laughs> 
but talking about relationships, uh-huh. some of my clients, right? And and again, we live in San Diego, John, and San Diego is a huge, huge military county. It's a military yep. city. We love our veterans. We love our active duty here. Absolutely. And my law firm actually provides, um, you know, sort of thank you military discounts when they start their businesses. And I had the pleasure of speaking with a military wife. And she was saying to me that, um, you know, she wanted her husband to have a conversation with me, but she was prefacing it by saying, he's a colonel, Kelly. And he, you know, he, he's so he, he's rough on the edges and He's going to tell you rather than ask you, right? And I was just sitting there with a smile thinking, oh, love it, absolutely love it. Please, please introduce us. And so as soon as uh, we were introduced, I I thanked the colonel for his service. I said, thank you, colonel. Right there and then he melted, John. He melted. He He melted. Yep. He wasn't expecting a thank you right out of the gate. And and so I was just... um, sharing with him the, the the knowledge that I can bring to the table. And again, mm-hmm. he just stepped back and said, Kelly, you're the expert here. I might be a colonel, but you're the expert here. Right? It, it goes to how do you interact with people? It goes to mm-hmm. how do you create relationships? Because mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, that's what people are going to remember, right? Memories and relationships. Mm-hmm. And Brent and I, we were talking just the other day about a book he was listening to. And it was on Stonewall Jackson. Oh, wow. Stonewall Jackson. And so he, he was so intently listening to this and he could he, he knew what was coming up. He knew that he, you know, Stonewall had been shot by his own men accidentally and, and he did mm. eventually pass away. But the, the legacy that these great people left behind, mm-hmm. John, my voice, thanks to you, is going to continue after I'm yes. gone. The books that I've written are going to continue after I'm gone. If anybody wants to create a legacy, mm. either for themselves or mm-hmm. even for their children, right? Do you want to leave mm-hmm. a legacy for your children so when they grow up, they can listen to what you as a mom or dad have to share with the world? Could you imagine the pride in their eyes? Oh, yeah. I want to, I want to end on a very, very, very positive note, which is, there is absolutely no reason for anyone to sit back and think, do I need to start a podcast or how do I start a podcast or should I start a podcast? Where you should begin is go to imaginepodcasting.com. Contact John directly. You're going to love him within the first three minutes guaranteed and if they don't love you within the first three minutes i have to give them a free book so you <laughs> you, you better be well, you better be sharp right from the beginning and i know you will be john yeah yeah so there there is a, br- a really good brand video on our homepage. page i encourage people to watch it i also kelly want to remind people to get the second edition of go legal yourself with all the bonuses that come with it signed by kelly go to go legal yourself podcast Dot com. There's a blue button on the bottom right. Yes, you're going to use your microphone and leave us a really good attorney joke or two. And what we said is the first person that leaves us a joke will email you back to get your address and Kelly will send you the signed copy of the book, right? Absolutely. The other thing that John has done for 
my podcast and all the other podcasts that he has produced is we are everywhere. Well, that's, that's we are exactly. everywhere. We we're syndicated everywhere, which is pretty incredible, John, pretty incredible. Needless to say, what a fantastic service you provide and are providing. And it's so essential. I'm going to call you essential. <laughs> oh, I have to change the name of my business. Huh? Essential podcasting, right? So John Essential Beethan, president yeah, yeah. Well, of podcasting.com. Thanks for having me on your show. It, again, it was completely my pleasure. Do you have any parting words for us? Yeah, I mean, I, this is what I tell people is just, you know what, we're at a, we're still at a strange time and be kind. You cannot possibly know what another person is going through in their life. Don't know. There you go. There you go. Be kind and reach out to John and start your podcast. It's it's an incredible experience. Uh, you you're going to thank me, actually, I, I tell you right now, you are going to call me up and you're going to say, thank you, Kelly. Thank you for <laughs> having John and introducing us to John with imaginepodcasting.com. Pleasure was all mine, John. And do check out golegalyourself.com. Do-it-yourself legal, legal protection, which helps you save money and gain peace of mind. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. It's been my pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success. Produced by Imagine Podcasting, we help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand and message to be heard. Visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.